0: Yo, what's good, guys? Uh, finally, this is number 15. This is kind of funny to even think about that I got in 15 episodes in. Was it 4, eight, I've been doing this for three months. It all started on April Fool's Day because, obviously, you guys know me. I'm a joke. <laughs> so today, I was... Thinking about this, because I recently started back in my training for my uh, half marathon at the end of the year this year, took a little bit of a break because it is, I don't know where you are, most of my friends are here in Texas, but it has been literally a million degrees every day for the months of June and July. And I had a little quad thing going on and I didn't want to, there's no... I don't actively compete to be a world champion at anything right now. So there is no need for me to try to push whatever training I was doing my stretching. I was rolling out and I was doing like small body stuff in my garage. I got a new um, dip and sit up machine um, from a neighbor that was throwing it away. And I picked it up since I got a truck and I was doing that for a while. I'm, Got back to running. Now I'm waking up at like 5.30, getting the coffee ready and going out for a run with my dogs every morning, just doing a mile and a half to begin with. And then we'll go from there, which leads to the name of this podcast, um expectations versus realities, right? So like I said, I'm training for a half marathon at the end of the year. Uh If you know me, I am not. I don't look like your typical half marathoner. Now, I am not trying to run a marathon and become good at running. Like, I kind of just want to do it because I like a challenge. It's fun. You know, that's how you stay young. At least to me, that's how you stay young. That's how you stay alive. You try new things. You try stuff that's out of your comfort zone. And once you complete it, you can go from there. So it's just like I never played peewee or youth sports. So when I tried football and track, I got really good at those two things. I tried to play basketball um, and I ran to a guy that eventually became a pro. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I, I knew from that moment on in seventh grade that I wasn't going to make it at all in any capacity in basketball. And it did not excite me. Um, same thing with baseball and golf. I've never been able to. My hand-eye coordination with my hands and eyes are really good in football. I can see almost. Basically, I can see 180 degrees side to side. I can pay attention to routes. I understand the trees. I understand um, leverage and how to use the sideline as a 12th defender. But put a baseball bat in my hands or a golf club. Or like even I I can't throw a frisbee, <laughs> can't shoot a basketball, um, I can't really kick. Never played soccer. Didn't even really, I was I was really sheltered, so I didn't even really know soccer was a thing. So I played football. I ran track. I became decent at those two things, and ultimately uh, did crossfit and weightlifting. Right. So I always ran because I did track and football, and I never was a. I wouldn't say I was a speed demon. I ran a four four nine at two hundred seventeen pounds, but you know everybody knows that's just a. That's really slow if you're a safety. He is really fast as a regular person. I always say I'm an elite average person, right? Because I was there. I I played with the people that were elite. I've lifted with people that were elite. But I just... I don't have whatever that next step is. And it took me a while to realize that. And I was okay. Again, I expected to be good. My reality was... You know, you're just... You're just good at working hard and you're smart. And never really had an affinity for, for... For sports as a youth, and uh, my dad never really talked about what he did. My dad was a—he said he was a good defensive end and a football or a baseball player. So I didn't find this out until my junior year of college. So if I would have known this, elementary school things might have been a little different. But I just don't have the the experience and the training for those specific things to have become elite. So now, um, I've ran several five k's with my dogs. I ran a ten k with my buddy Jamal. Shout out to him! Oh, and Josh Nunnery. Shout out to him. He was my center in in high school. Uh, good guy. But I ran a ten k, and I never. The last time I ran ten k, I think I was still in college. So I'm. Not, I don't even try to. Base anything off that because I was in way better shape. Uh, I didn't have any stress. I didn't have no real anxiety. I was just, you know, existing, uh, playing football, eating, and studying. Now I got a mortgage. I got a family to take care of. I got, what is that? I got my truck. I got my dogs. I got my, gra- I got so many things to take care of now. Me, Getting up and running is a lot, (laughs) right? But I enjoy it, so I can do it every day. I wake up at 5.30, make coffee, uh, warm up a little bit, and then go out for the run. And I was trying to see what I could base my time out of. So I ran a 10K. I think it was in 54. But I wasn't... Tired. Now, that's weird to say because a lot of people would... A lot of regular people would like that time if they weren't runners. But I paced it like I would a 5K if I was trying to work out. Right? I think I ran the first... I think I ran a 26 or a 27 in the first 5K, which is the fastest I've ran. But I'm one of those people in a competition. I kind of just push a little bit harder. I become... I I do this weird thing where I become like a psychopath (laughs) and I'm like, all right, we're going to do well, but I still want to beat like half these people. So that's how I treat things. And like I said, I ran a PR at the time. I ran faster before, but again, different circumstances, different shape. I'm not going to use those as my base. My new base is what I do now um, as a 30 year old, right? So I ran it 26, 27, and I ended up running at 54. And I pretty much sprinted for for someone that ran a 10K that's not a runner and that's 220 pounds. I sprinted through the finish line. And other than being out in the sun and sweating a lot, I really wasn't tired. Uh, I kind of have a decent ability for working out. And I just found out this year I've been working out for... 20 years I started when I was 12 with like you know your typical men's health magazines to now the internet and periodized training and writing everything down everyone got an app and everyone got a meal plan and everyone got a meal prep uh 20 years of experience will put you into a certain autopilot mode so I think I went as hard as I needed to to not exceed my threshold. I think my resting heart rate, I looked at it before I started the podcast. All right, not my resting, but my heart rate, my average heart rate during that run was 160. So that's a good zone to stay at. So I think I was there for about 40 minutes. The first, you know, the first one or two miles I was just like hanging out because it was a little bit cooler. I wasn't sweating real hard yet and There was an uphill part that pushed my heart rate up into the 180s, low 190. I think I might have hit 190, but for the majority of the run, I was at a 10-minute mile pace, which is what I wanted to keep it at because I didn't know. I've never paced a 10K. I've, I've never ran six miles straight. I will run once I start getting in the groove. Um here in my training i would run about a 5k a day a good 9 to 10 minute pace oh i always say conversational enough cuz if i let my dogs do the leading man i would be running really fast and i i would get nothing out of it so when i when we run i'm i make it so that they have to move but they're not like doing that gallop, and you, I know everybody, every dog owner knows like there's a run and there's like a little bit of a gallop right before they start sprinting, and that's where I try to keep them at. So I'm not going too fast, they're getting a workout, and I'm getting a workout, keeping my heart rate between 140 and 150. I'm not necessarily trying to burn fat or lose weight. I want to, I like being 220. 220, I feel like, is my optimal. Weight, I could be lighter if I wanted to be aesthetic, but I like being above average strong as well. So I don't, I would like to go and squat 400 again versus running so much faster that like I'm back to like sprinting form. I will never probably get back to that form because I don't have the time to dedicate to being that. But, I can run this half marathon and see athletically where I can gauge my fitness. So I based the time off of what the average was for my 10 K, which like I said, was around 10 minutes a mile. Some portions I was a little bit faster because running uphill, I was trying to keep the momentum going instead of slowing down. Um, But that's just me. Some people do like to slow down and use that as the rest I didn't because there was not many downhill. It was so, the downhill was so gradual after the sharp uphill that you wouldn't really notice unless you're a real runner. I didn't notice. I only noticed the uphill near Ranger Stadium, which was terrible. (laughs) But 10 minutes a mile over 13 miles or 13.1 is around two hours for a half marathon. And you know what? For myself, that is what I expected In reality, I Depending on the temperature that day It's in December, so it might be cool It might be not This is Texas, who knows Um, I think I looked at the history of temperatures Over the years, over the past 10 years And one of the years uh, Was a Kanye West concert and it was on the same day that the marathon would have been this year and that day it was an ice storm. There are several days where it was like 70 degrees and then yeah and it's early in the morning so I won't know what I get until I get there so I'm one that's a variable that I have to kind of have to just get over and not I can't necessarily plan for a cold or hot because I'm going to run either way. If it's cold, I'll warm up a little more. If it's hot, I might wear a light long legging layer to keep my body warm when I warm up cuz I don't when I get to sweating, it just it's just uncomfortable and I'm going to sweat for at least 2 hours straight. So I want to do the least amount <laughs> pre-race before I get there. So 2 hours. And I would say that's a pretty good clip for a non-runner to keep a 10-minute pace for two hours straight. Do I think I can do it? Yes. There's a lot of things that I've been able to just fight through because if I'm choosing to do it, then I don't have an excuse other than if I get hurt, if I get like a, a big cramp, whatever it may be, like an actual injury injury. Like, a real reason. And to, to people, some say, like, any reason is a real reason. But I'm like, if I set out to do something and I just lose motivation, well, that was my fault. So I better keep going, right? I just, I set out to do this, so I need to complete it because it's on me. It's not, I didn't ask anybody to do this, or no one asked me to run this half marathon. I want to run a half marathon. So why would I rely on outside motivation? I don't know. But I gave the expectation that I should be able to finish it in two hours. I never ran that far in my life. Um, If y'all know me, I don't even like driving that far. (laughs) Like... Part of me is like why why am I doing this, right? And mostly I think about being uncomfortable. You have to be uncomfortable to grow. There's no way for me to grow athletically 20 years into being a gym regular. That will make me push harder, right? I can go into the gym every day, squat, bench, deadlift, snatch, clean and jerk, and do the machines. That's not very hard to do. Um, I like the monotony of it. I like all the small, intricate muscles that get activated during, doing specific workouts or movements. That's just easy to me. But that's not going to push me to whatever next level that either I don't think I have or I might unlock potentially finishing this um, half marathon. I will say, other than track, I've never had run specific training, right? Like, I I didn't run miles or um, hill sprints or... Anything other than, uh, what do we, gassers, when we ran gassers in football, and for those you don't know, it's from sideline to sideline and back, sometimes with a time limit, most times for just reps, or since I was a defensive back, we would do backpedaling drills, like a five, so you backpedal five, you cut, you cut back to the beginning, backpedal five, and you would just do that, um from sideline to sideline, you walk back to the beginning and then you go again. So those would be the only types of run conditioning. And I mean, we we did like bear crawls or hops or drills just in general, but I've never trained to run. I just ran so much within all the sports that I was in shape to run. And with my mentality to be able to push through things, that was really easy to just get over and and finish. I remember at UNT we did the football Olympics and I had the 400. I never ran, I think I ran the 400 one other time in my life and that was us being punished for, I forgot what we did, but it was all the running backs that ran track. Obviously we ran the 100, the 200, and the 200 meter relay, the four by one meter relay we got in trouble we had to run the 4 by 400 and I'll never let my buddy Mike um live it down <laughs> but he was our lead off and he ran a 68 split so if anybody knows anything about the 4 by 4 um just recently we won the world championships in both men's and women's and I think some of the men's splits were like 43, 44, and some of the women's splits were like 46, 47, 48. So, <laughs> as, a, as a guy running a 68 split, it's kind of really bad. And he was laughing the whole time, and obviously we were in trouble. We weren't really running serious. And I... I <laughs> I wouldn't say we were serious, but we were because it was early on in the track season and none of us were in track shape. We were still coming off of football. I think it had been like maybe a month or two um, in between. And obviously, winter break happens and we're not doing extra run training during winter break. We're in high school. We're just eating junk food, right? Um, But this half marathon is going to, to push me to the next step of what I want to do with my life athletically. I've been through it for twenty years and doesn't seem like a long time and then a the blink of an eye, I'm thirty two. And outside of the main lifts, I didn't I've never really done much. I don't I don't like trying new sports that will often or Working out in a different way, I've made gains steadily for the past 20 years without having to do anything really gimmicky. Now my strength level is different and I understand that, but also my body weight's different. Um, I've had injuries over the years from football that I have to work through because there's nothing you can do about it other than get it replaced. Um, And I haven't found a flag football league that I can play in that's not like $1,000 per team. And that might be something I want to do in the future. But this expectation of linear growth or exponential growth every year was kind of getting to me. And for the past two years, obviously, we've been on a break because of the, the virus and uncertainty and things closing down, things opening up, people having different opinions, which I really don't care either way about because you just got to keep living and there's no no way around um, disease and death. You can delay it for 80 years or whatever might get you tomorrow. But I was trying to find the next thing. And running was easy to do. I was at home, and I'm still at home. Um, I just bought some nice running shoes and hit the road. That's all I did. And sometimes the reality of it, of me not ever being hyper elite average again, is daunting. But that's because... I didn't seek out to do different things a lot. So when I think about overall expectations versus reality, I have never not expected me to complete or exceed my own goal for what I set out or sought out to do. And I feel like that's For some people, that would be unhealthy. But for me, that was a healthy way of trying to achieve my goals without a compromise. Like, oh, but you're this. Oh, but because of that. And a lot of people do that instead of, you know, writing it down and pushing through the next step or the next phase or do whatever they have to do to get to the next level. And me running a half marathon is me trying to get to the next level. I think I've logged over 500 miles running this year, and obviously that's an all-time high. I think I did 365 last year. I ran at least a mile a day, and then I took a break, and then I started running a 5K a day, and that's what my average came out to be. So I'm already double what I did last year, and you know what? A lot of me still doesn't feel prepared. That's why I knew I needed the full year to train to get to a point where I can do this. Mentally, I can. Physically, I couldn't. I knew I couldn't. But running around 700 miles so I could run 13 halfway, good. I feel like that was a good plan. And I've upped it over time, so... Expectations, reality. Always expect to be great. The reality might be you fought, you fell a little short. You didn't do as well. Or you could have exceeded that goal. Was that goal high enough? Was your expectations of yourself too low? Now, I am a... Not a lot of people will say this, but I'm a proponent of negative self-talk because I have a healthy mind and that I know what I'm actually good at. I'm not just talking trash to myself to falsely motivate me. I understand what I'm good at. I understand what I can push through. And there's certain days where I'm just like, hey, I just can't do this today. I'm going to complete it. I'm going to do the best I can. But this time is going to be terrible. This morning, I was running way too fast. I don't know what it was. It just felt good. Podcast was hitting. Weather was okay. So I did well. But the past when I started, I ran a 10.5 minute mile. And I was like, I was upset at myself. I was like, you haven't ran in two months. Got to factor that in. I got a new harness for the dogs. Zeus is a lot bigger. There was a lot of things that, that came into it. We didn't have a rhythm. So now that we've got our route down and some rhythm... I shaved off a minute, and I, I don't feel like I did anything more. We just had a pattern. So now I'm back on track, and I think I can exceed my goal. Will I exceed my goal? I'll only know after I hit the finish line. But until then, expect to be great. Expect to exceed Your goals. You need to expect that you will do better than you will or you will never try to achieve greatness. Whatever greatness means to you. So I hope you guys take this message and go out there and do something great. It doesn't have to be athletic. You can get that job promotion. You can get that next um, sponsorship. You can get that new job. You can go do something you're afraid of, like me doing this podcast, speaking in front of um, a couple hundred people that actually listen. That's scary, but I'm still here doing it, right? So to everybody that's listening, keep up the good work. Thank you for listening. You keep me motivated to do these things, even when sometimes... It's really hard for me. It's still kind of hard for me to sit in front of the camera and talk, but I love it. If you get this message, thank you. Keep achieving because we're all going to be great. We're not all going to be champions, but we can all still be great. And great people make a great society, make greater outcomes. This is Uncle Phil. I haven't roasted many people at the barbecue lately because, you know, it's kind of been boring. But we're working, getting stuff done. Uh, hope you all have a great day. Go get it on Friday. Go get it on Saturday. Go get it on Sunday and keep going to the end of the year. It's over halfway done and whatever you achieve lately, right? So keep grinding. Until next time, folks. Peace.